So if you look forward in time, there's some chat in the Friday episode about how well this may or may not have gone yeah. technologically because we were due to have a guest on tonight. Yes. That hasn't happened because of technical gremlins in the system, which is a real shame. But we will reschedule for another day when we know we can get it all working. Let's not talk about it because it's just boring for the people to listen to. Oh, yeah, but it's it's horrible for, for our, our guest, who was going to be Charlie Bingham from Mountain Conversations yeah. podcast. And uh, yeah, it all went horribly wrong, but we are still, in her honour, going to review a Cinderella story. Yes, because... You and I both watched this film. Dan did not. He didn't have the time. In fact, Dan did watch a film for The Midweeker. It just wasn't the right one, even though it was heavily documented on the group and spoken about on multiple occasions. Anyhow, so Dan hasn't even had the courtesy to turn on his microphone to join in this conversation. No. So we'll get into it, Riggs. It starts off very classically Cinderella with a kind it does. of... I guess, drone shot through a, a mountain range up kind of glacial valley yeah. into the sort of classic Cinderella Disneyfied castle view, which then, I don't know if this has ever been compared to Citizen Kane before, but it becomes <laughs> a snow globe. Yeah. And I was half expecting like a rosebud gag or something uh, because the snow globe then like, goes over breaks the very traumatic opening of this film yeah well i had no knowledge though so it completely upended my expectations so i yeah. didn't know where, that it was a modern day retelling so when it started with this fantasy element i went with it but yeah, um, yeah it upends your expectations this was uh, directed by quentin tarantino dan <laughs> and uh, won 13 academy awards as you'll remember from your research so it starts off with setting the scene of sam i want to say I only watched it a mere 24 hours ago. Yeah, Sam, Samantha Montgomery, played by Hilary Duff, but this is the young version of her. Dan, you've decided to join us after all because you were so excited by the reveal that this was set in present day San... or what was present day San Fernando Valley in California instead of the fantastical world that you wanted to, to join in and, and talk about this now. Well, I want to listen and at least defend myself to some of the comments that have been flying around. But no, I... I will go back and watch this. I will watch this at some point. It's something that I would like to have seen with my daughter. But Your daughter as, will like this, I reckon. Yeah, I, I think she will. There was a, a previous version that we watched together that she really enjoyed. So it is on the radar. So the, the story is set up in that I think she's already lost her mother. Yeah. So straight away. Straight away with the misery first. Off the bat. And, and exceptionally close with her father as a consequence. And he's really nice. He's really good in the community. He has a diner and everyone that works there loves working there and loves him and blah, 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 blah. Mm. And he's telling her a story one night and then there's an earthquake. And, well, the, 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 she's, he's already got married. And when we say she, we... Hilary Duff. Hilary Duff. Yeah. But what happens is... Yeah. He's, he, he, gets, he gets hitched. She says, oh, well, no, one day he found someone extra. Um, and, and so her perfect sort of relationship with her father's broken up. And, and instantly, is it Jennifer Coolidge? Yeah. Stiffer's mum from American Pie. She's just she's like the wicked, like evil stepmother. She's fucking horrible. But I really like the way they do it. They're doing a family photo on the wedding day and she chucks her bouquet on the floor. So Sam goes to pick it up and is out of the photo. So it's just her, her two kids. And and it just like spirals there. But there's a, a scene where the old man is is tucking her in at night, telling her a story. And then everything starts to move. And it's like, oh no, an earthquake. And 
he's just fucking dead. Yeah. Like, so the mother's gone. She's got the evil stepmother and the two horrible well, he's stepsisters. Well, like, you stay here at the top of this two-story building, which is definitely the safest place to be in an earthquake. <laughs> and then he fucks off to die in the Northridge earthquake, which did actually kill uh, 57 people in 1994. Yeah. So, so she's, she's orphaned. She's orphaned twice now. Right, so it's, the, fully it's, it's the classic tale, but as you say, slightly yeah. different twist on it and brought into the, the mm. modern day. So we're, we're, it is modern day, though. It is, yeah, like picture you say, the like 90s. clueless kind of okay. high school sort of territory now, although it's getting more 10 Things I Hate About You vibes from yeah, this. Okay. 2004 is, is when this came out. Right. So. And it's re- firmly rooted in there via a plot device that we can talk about in a bit. Because like you say, yeah, so the fairy tales are over, the snow globe smashes, mm-hmm. it's like, oh man, heart-wrenching stuff. Stepmom gets absolutely everything, including Sam. And then she's moving into like a, well, it's sort of portrayed as a boxy attic room, but it's an enormous <laughs> loft thing space. that's bigger than like <laughs> easily like five times the size of my first flat. And uh, yeah, it's uh, raining and the Goo Goo Dolls are playing, which is unfortunate. Um, Soundtracks like patchy, media, pretty pretty patchy. Yeah. But yeah, she's she goes to school and she she has a really close male friend, but they, it's just a platonic relationship. And he Carter. He hasn't found his sort of identity yet. He's dressing up all the time as different things, and his. Uh, but you don't know that at first. And the first time you see him, he's this awful like wigger Eminem kind of, sort of budget Eminem okay. type right. thing. It, it, it kind of seems like like verging on racist the way he's like imitating these people and then it really becomes a thing where she's like no you can't she's like shouts him down you've got to go and change we can't get out with you looking like that and all this so he kind of, kind of does that throughout the movie but and the like, wicked stepmom is a really is a real wicked stepmom she's ignorant and stupid she talks about salmon being from norwegia she's had the right. <laughs> favorite norwegia flown in from and, norwegia and there's a it's important because you would have liked this dan that there's a conservationist theme that goes through the movie because there's a drought yeah there's a and and california is in the grips of an awful drought but they water their garden it pans back and their garden is all lush and verdant and green but it's the only place that's like that in the middle of the drought oh, so and so it runs they, through thematically dan pays off in a big climactic yeah, moment massive, yeah and, and when yeah. you say the the friend is, is dressing up are they, are they playing with um you know different characters and and the way they might lean sexually and things gently no it's not pretty standard it's not quite as nuanced as that if there it's just i don't know just dresses up to make like some funny sort of okay he's playing a role it's about it's a subplot for him like side he said about him finding his identity and he's constantly acting and playing roles and yeah right okay dresses up as different people i wasn't sure if that was a a slightly newer twist again on on cinderella and there were well now now you should have watched it dan then yeah well i I plan to now we we get into the the crux of the story is that she has a like a pen pal, but it's via the medium of clamshell '90s sort of style mobile telephone. Yeah, they met in an internet chat room. Ah, Nomad. I remember that. And so we just see her. This took me by surprise, actually, where she is just sat on a bench and she's having this conversation and reading it out because that's what you do when you text someone. And there's this thing going on and it's clearly been going on for a long while. And she says something like, when will I get to meet you? And this Nomad. So she's Princeton Girl 818 or something like that. And he's, he's Nomad. And it just says soon. Princeton as well. There's been Prince. a recurring thing about Princeton, and you know he, the dad said, don't follow a prince. There's a but there's a good empowerment thing. But uh, and yeah, and it says, and then the, she walks off, 
uh, to go wherever it is on campus and then the camera just pans and you see that it's the fucking the see they show you who it is i thought there'd be this big drawn out thing of like who is it who's it going to be but no it instantly shows you it's the the high school kind of he's the football team quarterback he's like the, the, the homecoming Prince Charming. Like, chad yeah. michael murray is the actor's name it's the most oh. american name you've ever yeah. heard that reminds me of will Fowler's character in blades of glory yeah Chaz Michael Michaels. Michael Michaels. He plays Austin Aries and he's Ames, Austin Ames. He's introduced in this, it's a funny scene because first Carter is is leering over his cheerleader girlfriend, Shelby, and it's kind of a bit like creepy. And then she he, she just skull fucks him in slow motion when he comes out <laughs> of the, because uh, he's this pretty gorgeous looking specimen. I thought it budget Ryan Philippe. Yeah. Right. I was into him though. The heartthrob material. Yeah. But so Dan, get this, right? He's captain of the football team. Football team. Yeah. And like the 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 he also works for his father. He's got a successful valeting thing right. and he's got his career mapped out for him. Pushy we'll dad though. His dad is his li- his dad is living vicariously with him. You'll be yeah. you're gonna play college football, you're going They've all charted the way. out his future. Yeah. yeah. But, but he's, he's also this tender He's layered enigmatic, Dan. like is, poetic. Is, is he a poet? I was yeah. gonna ask. <laughs> yeah. Oh my lord, he is. He's got, sold, he's got it all going on. He absolutely sold. And she's having these texts with him, and they sort of want to meet, but no one wants to like make the first move. Oh, it's tense. Simon Helberg from The Big Bang Theory turns up a couple of times, once dressed as Neo. Which yeah, one, and then you're one's... like, wow, this came out after The Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which one was like, Howard is one it? of the nerdy ones the ju- oh, okay. yeah one of the, the nerdiest right. one the engineer so yeah he turns up playing the same character again they're having tech sex a lot where else are we going um, well she, she, her mother stepmother is essentially she's a slave for her mm. you know and she works in the diner she's not allowed to leave the diner to go and study for a test all this sort of stuff and what she, about the prom so there's a Halloween well they arrange to dox ball. each other at 11p don't they at, yeah at the costume ball yeah and they're going to so reveal. There's a ball. Yeah, of course. It's a, a homecoming, thing. homecoming home- Halloween ball. Oh, right. It's all wrapped into it. It's all happening. All who's, home, who's coming home? The home is, I never com- is homecoming. That. Yeah. Did you recognise the cheerleader lady? Shelby? Yeah. No. She was also the cheerleader in Dodgeball. Dodgeball. All right. So you would recognise her. Okay, right. So they arranged me up and it's like her ugly stepsisters. They're not ugly. She calls them the out of stepsisters. They're this sort of supposed to supposedly farcical duo, pratfalling and yeah. The brunette one, the taller one, she was in Californication. All right. Yeah, she fucks David Duchovny. Yeah. And she gets naked. Okay. It's rad. Okay. But this is rated... What, like a PG? Oh, so a yeah, there's, yeah, no, yeah. No, there's none of that. Maybe not this. a U. Maybe it's a little bit too a little bit grown of... up for little wiener kids. But they go, they, so go, they, they go arrange the to meet up. Yeah, well, she's everything's conspiring to stop her, but she does get there via Rhonda, who works at the thing and is kind of the fairy godmother who enables it and makes things happen for her. Regina so, King. kind of, but there, there isn't any fantasy at this No. Thing. They are real people no, who are well, just doing real, real, real shit. Right. The real, not at all privileged high school students <laughs> of a very wealthy. Yeah. Californian school. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's all going on. Her buddy goes, he's dressed as Zorro, and then she emerges at the at the ball looking like absolute knockout. 
And really? how has she got there? For a turn of events. Many turn of events, Dan. Uh, but norm- well, normally a carriage or something. I just wonder no, if no, she no. got a good ride, you know. No, but she has got a cell phone strapped to her leg like she's a... Um, CIA agent or something. Or like she's been an ASBO or whatever. <laughs> she's got an ankle bracelet. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's obviously going to be the glass slipper that he's going to leave, she's going to leave behind. And you think that would play into the plot, Dan, but it doesn't. Okay. Uh, she's got the kind of Clark Kent disguise of <laughs> right. just sort of a small eye mask really that yeah. she wears so she's a she's Zorro in this like proper kind of like epic ball gown everyone else is in like like more fancy dress i'd yeah. say like the she's in a wedding catch. she's in Rhonda's wedding dress isn't she she yeah. saved it up for her a- and then her hair's all done on really nice and she looks fucking knock out and she's got this tiny little like disguise mask on and no one like i just find it yeah so it's amazing isn't it no one like clocks that it's her and she's it's getting bullied like relentlessly because she works in yeah. the diner all the posh like horrible like wanker kids jocks and whatever i just call her diner girl and just like <laughs> constantly ordering food off her and the one that stands out and he becomes fucking rapey as well later on, is uh, Chaz Michael Michael's best mate, although I don't think he actually likes him. He's just a hanger on. Right. And he keeps saying, oh, breakfast burrito. And then when he goes to like, I'm still waiting on that breakfast burrito. And you're like, I hope this fucking kid gets run over or something. And, and he basically tries to rape Shelby. or force himself on Shelby yeah. at the party. Yeah. To which the nerd friend of Sam comes in and saves the day. And so he cops off with he does a zorro thing and he he goes yeah like, sliding down a thing which is pretty cool actually and so mm. they're copping off each other and he's got the same like just a tiny little mask it's obviously can be no one else on yeah. this kid like it's just it really ridiculous. does stretch credulity <laughs> in the diner though is she kind of dressing quite dowdy and, yeah it's and supposed to be that so it's a so big transformation and whatever yeah. but mm. yeah it does really because you know hillary duff let's face it even when she wears a baseball cap for most of the movie it's a good looking girl yeah. So yeah. yeah, the idea that he wouldn't have noticed her seems it seems improbable. They do have a lovely dance eventually. They do. They have what are those things called? Like a pergola, I want to say. I don't know mm. if that's the right term. But anyway, they're in the garden and it's all candlelit and everything. They have a moment, this this romantic connection. He still but doesn't she, know who. <laughs> but she's like, she knows who he is. Mm. You know, that you're the job. Right. There's no way you're you're the the guy you're claiming to be on the text messages. She just doesn't believe it. It's too good to be true. So she's just like, No, I'm doomed to like never find love. It's not it's not meant for me. Blah, At blah, one blah. point she comically thought it was Simon Helberg again from the Big Bang Theory. He, right. he sort of pretends in a way yeah. he sort of lucks into the conversation that he might be in. Yeah, but, she knows it's not her night. But does he know that he's she... got no idea. No, she's... doesn't know who she so is. So he has a million flyers slash posters printed out which he is plastering all over school like who is cinderella and but he's got her phone because she dropped it uh, but he's putting posters up and like said to mrs what the fuck like like a meter apart yeah right there's just so fucking many of them when, when did they when did they drop the name is that her name cinderella from the beginning i think i don't think they say i think it's just no it's never this girl it's just, right. it, so what what happens is the way it, it kicks into overdrive is that the what do we call them? Not steps. The ugly stepsisters. The, out of stepsisters. The out of stepsisters reveal all. They 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 find out what's going on, and oh, they because yeah. they want to be pally with Shelby. Shelby. She runs a mean girl clique of. It's uh, absolutely right. mean girls, yeah, mm. and she's absolutely vile. But they because she's popular, they want to be in the popular group, so they spill the beans, and, and Shelby's well. Mortified. And they also pretend to be before that. They pretend to be Sam just to confuse yeah. the plot even further. So they both want a piece of Austin as well. He's that Chad Michael Murray. He's that Dreamboaty. Yeah, and, and, and so the posters do they work? 
No, because they, they've given the game away. So they've told Shelby. Ah. Shelby is not going to have her homecoming, like, prom date, like, jock, you know, fucking quarterback, captain of the her football day. team. She's yeah. not going to have him go to Diner Girl because that shows her up. So there's this big, like, performance they put on before the big game where... You know how they do this forced like enthusiasm and right, they, pep. you know the national anthem, the pep, and then they put on a, like a little, almost like a play, like a like a skit yeah. about the game mm. where they've got people doing, and and it's about the Cinderella thing, and in front of the whole school, she reveals that it was her, and everyone's laughing at her. I don't know why they found it so funny. Yeah, but, and the old man's being a prick to. Austin, what, about, what are they laughing about? You, you were absolutely glamorous and stole the show and, at the homecoming. Yeah, thing. it's sort of weird, but it's all status obsessed, isn't it? And so she runs off crying, and her friend sees it coming. He's like, "We've got to get out of here. We've got to get out." And so because she's well, been, but Austin sees it, but he doesn't he give doesn't, the game away. He doesn't. He's like he doesn't. He really lets himself down here, doesn't he? Because well, he's being intimidated by his old man. To be fair, he's, uh, he's under pressure, and it's hard, probably hard for. I guess they're supposed right. it's, to be. It's a very, 15, it's a very different kind of twist on it. And have either of them realised they are the computer buddies yet? Yeah, she yeah, knows. She, now. she, she knows both know. That that everybody knows. Right, everybody everybody knows, knows now. But this that's the big moment. She's supposed to be like from the wrong side of the tracks, but yeah. like saying she's like completely not. It's just that she works, and the yeah. rest of them don't. So it's. Oh, but also she's supposed to be going off to Princeton. She's had an acceptance letter, but Jennifer Coolidge, Stifler's mum, has stolen and is typed not, out a different one. Typed out a rejection letter. Oh, um, and I wonder if her ability to sort of forge or conceal documents might play into the plot again later in. <laughs> okay, because normally we're getting towards the end of a Cinderella story. Now. We are. Well, we're we getting this is the end of the second act. Really, we still got the we still got a big emotional moment to come. Right. He's got to choose between playing the big game or choosing her. Effectively, is he going to go down the jock sport route, or is he going to be the romantic poet slash creative guy who chooses the girl and and all that? I wonder if we could guess which way it's going to go. Well, but before all that, though, there is a moment of like big self worth from her in the locker yeah, room. Yeah, that's true. This yeah. what I think is the emotional moment of the movie that she's like, "Oh, forget about. I don't want you anymore." She says, "Waiting for him is like waiting for rain in this drought. Useless and disappointing." So she throws him off. She doesn't need his, and, and she she gunned the stepmom. Yeah. Right. So she she's just had she's enough. Gone. She yeah. she cracks effectively. She doesn't kill her. Yeah, but she does say no. That's it. You're not bossing me anymore. I quit. I'm moving out of the house. You know, you're, Get you're somebody she's just else getting to rid of it. Like, completely work, like binder off, and she goes to live with Regina King, who is the, the fairy godmother, and everyone. It's already been explicitly stated. Regina King says, "Listen, you can't intimidate me because if I leave this diner, you'll have no customers. They're only here because of because of us." And so they all walk out en masse, and everything starts to turn on its head because. Sam's, you know, she's taken charge. Right, excellent. She's master okay. of her own yeah. destiny. Yeah, yeah. And during the the sort of big climactic game, there's a, like the last moment of the half, and the dad's got everything mapped out for Austin, and he bins it all off, and he says, "What does he says? You're throwing away your dreams." And Austin says, "No, no, Dad, I'm throwing away yours." Absolutely telegraphed that line. Yeah, of course he did. That. Yeah. It's and a bit like Friday Night Lights, her. you know. Yeah, the, right. The game has fucked the game off, and he yeah. says he says mm. to his sort of backup guys, he's running running off this, you know, get it done, you can do it, sort of. You know, mm. and he's he's watched basically 
Sam has watched the game, but she can't take it anymore. So she leaves and he sees her leave. And that's when he's in the fucking huddle down with the team, mm. lets his teammates down mm. big time. Mm. Mm. But yeah, it's time, chooses the girl, it? goes off, and they kiss. And whilst they're kissing, a fucking raindrop falls down. Yeah. So the drought ends. Everything comes together. It's a beautiful yeah. moment. And then it's just lashing down. So they still down win the, the game? Yeah, they win. Yeah, they they win mate, the mate, yeah it's does mate, it. the secondary quarterback who right. wasn't the rapey one. He comes in and he's a nice There's basically guy. no comeuppance for that guy. No, nothing for him. The cell phone doesn't play into it in any way, shape <laughs> no, or form. Um, right, so there's no, there's still there's stuff no to go, though, Dan. Slipper. No, well, no, that the, the slipper element is not there. But later... They had the dad had been banging on about oh you'll find your dreams in this book the fairy tale book that she was reading yeah. earlier and what he really should have told her is that in it was actually a copy of his will <laughs> yeah um, probably he could know, have avoided eight years of trauma yeah it's not the sort of thing you need to do with a teenage girl is mm. to leave cryptic messages about the possible location of your will no, but it was signed by Stifler's mum so she knew. She the whole did. time. So the yeah. car, she, she comes out and she's selling the car. She says, what are you doing? She says, I'm selling the car to pay for my tuition for college. So she knows that she has been accepted. Mega happy ending. Yeah. She buys or takes control of the diner and reverts it back to how it House used to diner. be. Yeah. All the staff are back. Everyone's mega happy. She sees an inspirational message from her father when there's the thing tears. Oh, it's a beautiful moment down <laughs> earlier on. She restores it to that. Yeah. Yeah. And the final real joyous moment is that the out stepsisters and Stifler's mum are working as in a kind of a janitorial kind of right, job. The tables I think it might even be community service for... Yes, it oh. is. Yeah. yeah so I don't understand how that works. I way. wouldn't have wanted them anywhere near me. I would have said, no, fuck off, do it somewhere else. And yeah. I thought, and there's a nice moment where Sam and Austin go off in the car, off to Princeton together. Yeah, and three, I think, And three months later, Austin realises he's gay, I think. Oh, does he? Yeah, yeah well, okay, I just yeah. made that bit <laughs> up, but I'm pretty sure that's what... In fact, yeah. At least we'd have experimented, I think, a little bit. Yeah. I uh, really enjoyed this. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what's the runtime on this? Hour 40. Okay. It's pretty right. brisk. Yeah. Can we rule out that Stifler's mum didn't kill his dad during the earthquake? No, it's not. You're not... It's, you're not Shown exactly what happens. No. Right. I think okay. now that I think about it, she almost certainly did. The double blow of the parents going in the first like fifteen minutes is pretty big. Did, um, so did you watch this with you your family or you you just kind just of Just me and the missus we watched this. Yeah. Right, okay. So I think I was more into it than she was. <laughs> I did enjoy it. It's okay. I it's okay. It's a little I, bit lazy I watched in the, places. The Kenneth Branner one. He directed Cinderella. Yeah, um, I'm not interested. It's not gonna be as good as this. And it was but it was it was closer to the story, you know, you had all the magical ed- elements, a, a real fairy godmother, you know, nuts that turned into mice that turned into a carriage and horses and, and mm. all that kind of thing. So it's interesting to see this hear this take on it and good take it's yeah. a solid take did you happen to clock who did the music in this no go on this guy called christoph beck right do you know who that is no chili gonzalez's brother all right yeah so he has scored some like proper films like hot tub time machine wow. and others frozen Frozen 2. Ooh, yeah, so like heavy hitters. And if anyone is listening and takes anything away from this, he has done a record with Chili Gonzalez called The Unspeakable Chili Gonzalez. Yeah. It's the orchestral rap album. It's amazing. Done. It's fucking brilliant. It's a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Can't recommend that enough. Yeah, it is brilliant. That. I just um, saw his name come up on the screen. I was like, wait, 
I know someone. With, like, I don't know him personally, but I recognise that name. Yeah, yeah. So I was delighted when I was digging around and found that. I was fucking like, oh, this film's got pedigree. Like, okay. serious pedigree, yeah. Excellent. Well, I will check it out. I will look forward to, to settling down with my daughter and checking this out on She'll get a kick Sunday out of this, or something. Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs>